Okay, welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. I'm Levi Sanders. I am Hunter Harrison. And I'm Chase Schaefer. Oh, we got three. <laughs> Hunter is back. Chase is back. Back from the dead, folks. Yeah, literally. No, uh, almost. 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 Almost the dead. He's Pretty back close. from the dead. We got Hunter Pretty back. Um, Heck yeah, we do. Chase yes, joined sir. us last week. He's back yeah. again. Glad to be here. We are now a trinity of Average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I backed up. Do you want to okay. call that? Um, so... We're finishing up a series on the five doctrines of grace, or the five points of Calvinism, or the acronym TULIP, whatever you want to call it, right? So we talked about um, total depravity. Give us a rundown, Hunter. What's total depravity in basic sense? We're all horrible, evil. We all hate God. Mm-hmm. We all rebel against God, naturally. That's just what we want to do. And until God intervenes in our life, we're not going to do We are We are incapable of doing otherwise. Amen, brother. Then we talked about unconditional election. Chase, yeah. basic rundown. What's unconditional um, election? For the foundation of the world, we uh, God predestined who would be saved. Unconditional election. Based on no condition. That, that sounds un- unfair. Unfair? Hey, now. <laughs> Listen, we don't got time for this. <laughs> if you want to know about unconditional election, go watch the episode about unconditional election. Yeah. Or read the Bible. God elected us based on no conditions Okay Unconditional election So then we talked about limited atonement That Christ's blood on the cross Covered the sins of those who were elected Because Mm -hmm. if he covered the sins of everybody Then everybody would be saved Yeah but isn't that fair? Listen dude It's called universalism (laughs) Definitely Yeah Go watch Are you episode. sure? Okay. And then we talked about <laughs> irresistible grace last week. Yes. Chase and I did. And, yeah, we did. It was and, awesome. Uh, irresistible grace. Basic rundown, Hunter. I know you weren't here to join us, but oh, man. Uh, irresistible grace. I mean, when God comes knocking, you <laughs> you don't you don't get to answer the door. It gets kicked in and you're like, What's up? Glad you came. Mm-hmm. Uh, yay. And then that's it. I mean, you can't you can't deny God when He has is pouring His grace on your life. That's that's a wrap. That's God's it. grace is effectual. He's yours exactly, and that's kind of wrapped into what or we're going to talk about his. today with perseverance of the saints. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. today, perseverance of the saints. So a basic basic rundown of perseverance of the saints is the fact that because God is the one who accomplished salvation, we cannot screw it up and lose that salvation. Mm-mm. God sustains. Those whom he saves. Because he Praise elects us God. from the beginning of the world. Because he works the grace in our lives to change us from being radically depraved to, to being um, those who he sees clean in Christ's righteousness. And because he, Christ's blood paid for the sins of those whom he elected. Mm-hmm. And his grace has worked evidently and effectually in their life. Then they are preserved to the end. So... Um, We've each got some scripture to dive into to talk about the topic and just have a chat about it. So um, to start it off, Hunter, you want to dive into Philippians? Sure. I've got Philippians 1, verse 6, which says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. 
And that's the end of the episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Who started the good work? Uh, He who began a good work in you. So, God. So, who's going to end it? God. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the so episode. What's the point of us? I'm telling you. To glorify him. To bring people to Christ. I mean, it's really cut Theologian and dry. Hunter over here spitting it. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Just read scripture. Say? It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I mean, it's just plain right there. But here's I the mean, thing, really. Man. It's it, it's just right there. Here's the thing. There are people out there. There are churches that teach that you can lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. There really are. Yeah. That you can lose it. That you can screw yeah. it up and lose it. Now, we've also talked many times on the podcast that there are churches that teach that you gain it. So, obviously, I think that goes hand in hand with the fact that you can lose it. If you uh-huh. gained well, it. Based on works, yes. you're going to lose it based on failure of good works because you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be consistent, you know, that that's how that's kind of almost where they have to go in a way because mm-hmm. they, they believe in free will and and that basically if they got themselves into that situation, they should be able to with their own free will get themselves out of it, mm-hmm. which is very scary. I mean, right. it really is. I mean, that means your entire salvation uh I'm sure this, he began a good work in you. He, uh, you have to bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That's not what that says. And, right. And, and you leaning on your own free will to do that or, or you know, having that idea mm-hmm. that that's what you believe. Right. That's scary. Right. That's very yeah. scary. And a lot of works-based um, gospels also want to say that you begin the good works and God finishes them. But Philippians says that God begins it and finishes it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of the point of the whole doctrines of grace, mm-hmm. that it's by God's grace that all these things happen. Right. That salvation without, is even possible and mm-hmm. that salvation happens. God right. does. And without God, it. it would be impossible. Like Chase in here last week wanted to use all the big words like monergism and synergism. Oh, that's because God does the work. Nobody else does. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, synergism is people working together. Exactly. And you and God. And that's, in my opinion, just scary. But then monergism is what we believe you know yep. basically it's it's all on god big god little man or almost no man big the only god. thing we, we bring to the that. table is our sin we <laughs> talked right. about that at the beginning actually one of the other names for calvinism is big god theology i mean mm-hmm. that's really yeah. all it is to say yeah. god is big we are little right yes mm-hmm. we are but worms of the earth okay so Facts. um you got Philippians, right? The, yes. Him who be, he who began a good work and he's going to bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. What's the day of Jesus Christ? The end of everything. The return of Christ. Yeah. Judgment. The day judgment. that Christ sure, is judgment. victorious. That's what, that's, I should have used that word. Right. So we know that Christ is victorious because of the cross. He stomped his enemy. Revelation. But, um, th- you know, the kingdom has not been consummated. People say mm-hmm. the kingdom has been inaugurated mm-hmm. at the resurrection, but it has not been um, consummated. Correct. It has not not until he returns. Real. Correct. Till the day of Jesus Christ. But okay. Yeah. Now you got some scripture. I do. I so got. Go copy. ahead, Chase. Uh, I think I might just read John six, and then we'll stop there real quick and say something. The whole about chapter? <laughs> uh, no, no, all <laughs> John, <laughs> all John. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, well, might as well throw the letters in there too. 
and Revelation. Just read John and First John, Second John, and Third John and Revelation. Knock it all. I, I can do that pretty Just quick. Uh, I think I could do that. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'll Our start here. Might run out of batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Probably. a fast reader. I'll just mumble real quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jesus said to them, "I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe." All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks at the, on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. And I must stop there. I can keep going because he keeps on saying I'll raise him up on the last day like three more times after that. Yeah. And like 44 and 41 are somewhere in that range. But yeah, it's just. It's uh, so clear. clear. And it's it, clear to me. right? And there. it's repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it is. Right. It's he repetitive. emphasizes it over and over yep. and over really and over. Driving home that point. Yeah. And I mean, it, later in John, this is going to be my next one. And. Talking about just repetitiveness, this is why I liked John 6 and John 10. Mm. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they will follow me. I will give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hands. So so who says is it twice. so who's able to snatch them? No one. No one. No one can snatch them God out of my father's gave, hands, man. God gave those to the son and nobody can take them away. And so you have John 6 which just repeats like mm-hmm. like I'll raise them up on the last day. I'll raise them up on the last day. I'm going to keep I on will. going three more verses and then I'll raise them up on the last day. And he repeats that. And mm-hmm. then it's like in chapter 10 it, he does the same thing. That no one can snatch them out of my father's hands. No one can snatch him out of my father's hands. It's almost like he's trying to make a very clear point mm-hmm. about something very important. <laughs> Seems that way. Yeah, it does. So here's the thing. We've answered the... You've you still got chapter 10, right? To go that to, was chapter 10. Or that 10. was chapter 10. That okay. was. Okay. Yes. So, so here's the thing. Reader. We've answered the question. You know, people want to say, well, um, I earned my salvation, therefore I can lose it. We mm. disagree with that. Scripture disagrees with mm-hmm. that and says... God, by God's grace, are we saved alone, right? Mm-hmm. So right. therefore, we can't mess it up because it's sustained by grace as well, mm-hmm. right? That's what. So we've answered that question. Right. But the next question would be, you know, he said, <coughs> Chase just read mm-hmm. that, you know, God gave those, those elect to the Son, mm-hmm. and no one can pull them out of his hands. No. Right? But what if no God... Let's them out of his hands. So that's another that's another thing that people like to suggest that Rut row. that there's ways that mm. you know you could your heart could be hardened or your mm-hmm. your mind is is reprobate because you continually remain in a certain sin and then God plucks you off and throws you right. Mm-hmm. But is that what the Bible says? I mean, I think we would say that like if you lose your salvation, you never had it in the first place. Yes. So I got a, a passage yeah. of scripture here, still in John, right? So John chapter 15. And we went over this yesterday with our youth group here at Cedar Grove Baptist Church. Um, so it's fresh on my mind, but I think it particularly applies exactly to that question. So just to read John chapter 15, he says, 
This is Jesus talking to the disciples in the upper room. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because the word that I have spoken to you abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Okay, so here we see the vine, Jesus Christ. We see God, the vine dresser, and we see the branches. So who's the branches? It'd be us, right? It would be professing believers, yeah. right? Yeah. But then we see here two types of professing believers. Yeah. There's those who bear fruit and those who do not. Do not. Mm-hmm. Right? So some would say, well, these these professing believers don't grow. They don't have works. They don't do stuff. Therefore, they are turned over to reparate mine, and God would kick them out, basically. Mm-hmm. That is not what Scripture <laughs> is saying. Right. right? What's it saying? Because first of all, going back to John 6, Jesus said, those all who the Father give me will come to me, and I will raise them up on the last day. Mm-hmm. They're 100% certain, right? So basically all it's saying is those, those branches that do not bear fruit were never truly connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. They professed to be Christians, but they were never truly Christians. They weren't actually um, connected to the vine. They did not bear fruit because even in, in verse 4, he says, the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Mm-hmm. So if you don't bear fruit, it's because you're not abiding in the vine. You're I'm, not really connected. I mean, I know a good verse about that too. In Matthew fifteen eight, it says, uh, this people honors me with their lips, but the heart is far from me. Talking, so, right? You would say discussing, like that's almost very similar to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, like basically these people put off a profession. They say the right things, they do the right mm-hmm. things, but their hearts were never for me in the first place. Yeah, I mean, recently, you know, I, I've noticed in the past couple of years I've, as I've paid to, paid attention to like Christian culture and, and, you know, like church politics and all this kind of stuff, but there's been a couple Christian musicians or, or mm-hmm. big time Christian yes, music yeah. artists that have come out and said, well, I'm no longer a Christian. I no longer profess faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, well, what do you do with that? They were Christians and now they're not. Well, I would say they were never truly Christians. They were never, they may have professed it. They may have lived the life, acted the act, done the right things, said the right things, sung the right songs. Um, but they were never connected to the vine. Mm -hmm. They never Mm -hmm. bore, bared, bared fruit. I don't know the past tense. Bore, 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 bore fruit. Yeah. Bore. Not bear. Wild boar fruit. <laughs> they never bared fruit. I like, I like that. Bared no hey, fruit. We're over here in <laughs> East Tennessee, boy. I, I know that's hard, too. I mean, we see, we've seen that before. I feel like we all have, you know, people that we truly loved or admired or people that we followed that, that has, you know, fallen away from the faith, you know, mm-hmm. but the thing was they're never saved to begin with. We We hope that maybe there's a way that, that's maybe them almost not backsliding, but them having a, you know, falling away and then, but they will come back and then maybe that would perseverance to the saints. But uh, we do see it a lot too, where people mm-hmm. just completely. Put yeah. But if you, just, if, if you just deny Christ mm-hmm. and deny yeah. the gospel, you're not you're, just, you're not just in a, a season of yeah feeling distant I from feel God like that is stuff like that yeah that is evidence that you were never connected truly and that's not to if say you can't be still yet yes 
Yeah. I mean, there's there's times when people have said, well, I don't really. I mean, even Hunter at one point mm-hmm. would have probably said, I don't know that I really believe in God. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, you said you Somewhere. already you always knew you always knew felt like there was something, but you yeah. didn't really know about it. And I wouldn't have necessarily been like the God of the Bible. But I know for a fact there's people who would say have have said at a point in their life there's no God, mm-hmm. right? I deny the gospel. But then, through God's grace, mm-hmm. they come to faith and are right are raised up. So here's the thing: I think, and and this is as I was studying for this episode, this really caught my attention um, because you know pretty much all I read is R.C. Sproul. But um, R.C. said he doesn't like the yeah. name "Perseverance of the Saints" mm-hmm. because it's misleading. To persevere sounds like it's something that we do, that we persevere mm-hmm. to the end, right? He likes he the preservation, preservation of the saints. Yeah. Right, that God preserves the saints to the end. Right, um, so he's the preserver. My, my text that I want to go to is the place that I probably go to every single podcast episode, Romans uh, chapter eight. So we've well, gone there a whole lot. It's a, I mean, it's a good. Uh, it's a good verse. It's a it good is. book. So here we go, Romans chapter eight, um, twenty-eight verse. Yeah, we'll just go twenty-eight through thirty. Romans chapter eight, twenty-eight. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might see the firstborn among many brothers. And here's where it gets awesome. Well, it's already awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But, he, but here's where it, it, it specifically talks bit. about the, the preservation of the saints. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called... He also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. Right? As Christian, we are not. As Christians, we are not glorified until the day of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. We are not glorified right. here on earth. Sorry, John Wesley. Right? <laughs> we are just not. We are never fully glorified until we're dead. So, um, hmm. but obviously, so then we see here that. Those whom he predestined before the earth even was laid, he also called, and those who he called, he justified, he saved them by mm-hmm. his grace. Right? This wraps up the whole entire doctrines of grace, basically. In this one yeah, verse. Mm-hmm. And those whom he justified, he also glorified in the end. He did it. He All predestined God. them, he called them, he justified them, and he glorified them. That's it. All done by God. That's it, man. That's it. Big God, little man. Little man. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Right. <laughs> That's easy. I mean, basically, it, you guys really got is. any more scripture you want to dive into? That's all I got. Well, I would. Uh, I mean, I have. You got a point you want to make or something? Well, you got, like, back, back to like the point that. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to talk about the the backsliding thing real quick. Yeah, for sure. Because that's something you know. I mean, whenever I was saying that before, like, you know, Peter, he denied Jesus three. You know. Three times. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to get to is like, there are times that we do have we we do almost seem to fall away or we we deny Jesus. But the thing yeah. is, is like, the hope is that all we, that we would come back, mm-hmm. and that's like with church discipline. You know, if sure. somebody continuously once the, the end of church discipline is basically excommunicating them from the church in hopes that they if will If there return. is no repentance. If there is no repentance. But still, yeah, the, the excommunication, just mm-hmm. as you just pointed out, yeah. the, the excommunication is 
is to is just a means to an end, and the end would be reconciliation. That we 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 hope that and they repent, mm-hmm. repent, and come back into mm-hmm. yeah. And the fellowship. thing though, the thing is though, if if they have apparently seen the glory, then they will come back. But if they've not, if they've not seen the glory of God, then obviously they they'll never return. And they were never seen in the first place mm-hmm. because they they were never saved in the first place. Because if they were, they would have seen the glory of God. Yeah, and they right. will always return. And I and I don't want people to think that I'm saying that as Christians we're not going to sin or we're not going to have no. time periods yeah. where we right. say say things that we really regret mm-hmm. or or even um, seem as if we are backsliding or or mm-hmm. um, like basically denying what we have professed right? Mm-hmm. right. But the reality is if if you can do that and there be no guilt or it not weigh on you, mm-hmm. that's when it's. Yeah, that's when it's dangerous, or when it's yes. um, a sign of probably deeper unhealthy things, like mm-hmm. that you are not ever connected to the right? And you might, and you might need to check yourself, I mean, right? If you are feeling that, I would say that if you are having those feelings, I mean, that would be right. kind of scary. I mean, maybe sure. that's going back to you know, like what R.C. Sproul said, and you're trying to do almost like a works based fal- right. salvation where. You know, it's it's not a preservation, but you're trying to preserve it yourself, and that's what mm-hmm. that's what we need to make a big clarification on. Like we like we did, you know. I mean, perseverance of the saints is not something we do; it's something God does. I mean, He's I the one per, per, like making us persevere till the end. I mean, don't right. get me wrong; I love the doctrines of grace, right? Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. what the good old fashioned doctrines, as as Charles Spurgeon would say, the good old fashioned <laughs> doctrines that. That Paul taught, that Jesus taught, that Augustine taught, Calvinism, right? I Boom. love those doctrines. Wow. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I've been guilty in my life of falling into sin and then feeling like, well, I've screwed it up, you know? I mean, mm. I mean, and even though I, I, I keep these doctrines deep down in my heart, sure. right? Sometimes it's hard. You, you sin and you mess up and you're like, there, God has got to be disappointed mm-hmm. in me. He's He's... You know, I've I've screwed it up. I mean, it's right. easy for us to feel that way, mm-hmm. but the reality is, it is preserved by God. Mm-hmm. And thanks be to God that in His grace, even when we do screw up, we can go to Him and say, "You know, I've screwed up. Give me the power to kill this sin, to fight this sin, right? Mm-hmm. To be more obedient, so on and so forth." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there needs to be that healthy. You know, you're saved it weighs by, on you. You you know you're saved by grace, and you can yeah. be. You could be free in that, but also this this understanding that like what you're doing, you know, you you're sinning and you're 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 basically looking at the old things from before, and it's mm-hmm. like and and then you you repent and you're like, how could I have done that? How could I have done yeah, that? Right. Like I, it, it gets so frustrating because, oh, but then sure. also there is that there is that healthiness where you're like, I am saved by grace, and you can rest in that, and mm-hmm. that's what your comfort can be in, but also. This, this understanding of the Holy Spirit convicting you, yeah. and bringing yeah. you to repentance. But that for conviction, your sin. and that's and that's what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. even when you do fall back, like Peter, there's yes. a conviction by the Holy Spirit that why did I do that? I've messed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you can can realize and rest in God's grace mm-hmm. and God's sovereignty that that's how we are saved. Um, but but yeah, I mean it's easy for us to to fall into sin and then and then just feel 
just I mean, just what you said, I, I think is my personal experience is, is is I sin and then I'm just mad at myself. Mm-hmm. Like, why did I do that? Right. You know, I'm disappointed in my own self. Like, bad. No, I, I mean, understand. Been I, there. Yeah, been there. Definitely. Been yeah. there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Uh, and that's when I like to turn to um, Psalm 51. Good passage. David and... and uh, uh, I forgot who it was. I think it's... I can't remember his name. Is it Nathaniel? Maybe. Comes to David and tells him after he sins with Bathsheba and basically tells him he needs to repent and he has sinned against God. And so David pins this beautiful... Um, no, Nathan. Sorry, I don't. I said Nathaniel. Mm. But Nathan the, the prophet comes to him after he had gone in to Bathsheba yep. and, and he and basically verse 10 he, I mean just read this have mercy on me O God according to your steadfast love and your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions and wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me of my sin I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me I mean it's just a beautiful psalm of repentance mm-hmm. but that's what I rest in when I've just I'm just mad at myself I've screwed up to just say you know only by God's abundant mercy and steadfast love Amen. do I have forgiveness of how I've just screwed up. Yeah. God perse- persevere. No, we preserve. Yeah, I can't even talk. Preservation. It's too late <laughs> and hot. <laughs> God <laughs> preserves us. Pres- preservation of the saints. Perseverance of the saints. Yeah. And same and thing. I would say if you want to look at other verses, I had Colossians three. One through four, uh, there was also Matthew seven twenty two through twenty three. Mm. If just for if you ever want to look at Further even study. more, exactly, do it on your own. Yeah. Look into this even farther. Well, there's more to it than just what we've given you. But like, read your Bible and grow closer to God. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about preservation, right? Uh-oh. God preserving. Look at the whole entire story of Israel. All they For did real. was screw it up. <laughs> and God preserved Every them. Every time they turn around. There's like many books of them just yeah. continuously. It's yep. like, they did good literally the for whole, a minute. And then, boom. Literally the whole like, book of Judges. The whole book of Judges. Right. It's like God preserving them, judges then is. they're in filling. God preserving them, and then them filling. And hoarding themselves after other gods. That's what it says. Dude, like, yep. Again, thank God God is who he is because we I would have been like, dude, y'all I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done giving y'all judge like y'all need to learn. Right. How uh, how have we not given I've given you all Forget this time, it. all this scripture, yeah. follow me. Look at all this good stuff y'all I've done. Tried my And what are you doing? Enough. You're still messing up like that. Yeah. And you're still you're still being ridiculous. And so God has some good patience. God is some good love. But he's also got like he's like 70 years. I'm giving you all 70 years of just just, just <laughs> terribleness or something like yeah. that, you know? God has abundant mercy. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the old-timey words I love in the Bible is loving kindness. It's all one giant word. Mm. It's all through the Psalms. Loving kindness. Loving kindness. Hmm. Not love and kindness. No, loving, loving kindness. 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 But it's okay. one word. One word. Wow. Beautiful. You know, yeah. I don't know if I knew that. I I, I you learn something new every day, folks. Loving kindness. Well, Loving I guess uh, kindness. You guys got anything else to add? I th- I think. Nah, man. 
I mean, I got about five more pages left, but I'll just kind of <laughs> leave it there. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, Perseverance of the Saints, part two, part three, <laughs> and it's just going to be him. I'm going to be sitting right in the middle. I'm just going to have his little mic. He's just just going to yeah. By the way, we're going to get Levi a good mic. We're, we're trying to get it in the budget. You know, we need yeah. him, we need to give him a good good yeah. mic. Yeah. We're going to start a GoFundMe. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely not. Definitely not doing that. That was a joke. Okay, we actually do. Unless you want to send me a check. <laughs> <laughs> Checks in the mail. Okay, well, um, that's Wait. it. Perseverance of the Saints. Well, that is a wrap of the doctrines of grace. So, so we how you been, it. Levi? Lately, I feel like it's been a while. I don't know why, but I th- you want to? I feel like three we need minutes a flip until flop the camera that. cuts off. Three so. minutes? Oh man. Okay, yeah. never mind then. All right, we we'll wait we don't until care next week. How you, Levi we skipped the whole introduction, we'll like we'll how chat. we're chatting, like how we're doing, man. But okay. Well, well hey, it. listen. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> Doctrines of Grace. There you go. Tulip. We did Calvinism. It. Big God. Little, little man. man. Hey, praise God hey. for his abundant mercy. His grace is awesome. Mm. We're so appreciative. If you want to hit us up, follow us on Twitter, Average Joe Theo. Um, go on AverageJoeTheology.com. Dot com. Um, we're working on some blog posts, working on some videos. Um, and you'll find all the podcast episodes there or on your favorite podcast provider. Subscribe. Um, See you guys next week.